0: Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families.
1: Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today.
0: Hey, guys. Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blended Kingdom Families. At BKF, we believe now is the time to change the modern-day interpretation of the blended family.
1: Absolutely, you guys. As a blended family ourselves, God laid it on our hearts to build a ministry that helps support blended families by equipping your marriage, uniting the family unit, and igniting your faith. Our mission is that you would be touched by God and experience His goodness through this ministry, that your family would have practical skills, resources, and tools to help you live that abundant blended life.
0: Hey, guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blended Kingdom Families. So great to have you with us and so great to have Melissa Clark with us today. (laughs)
1: Melissa, we are so excited to have you here, Melissa. Thank you for joining us. You're so welcome. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Well, you guys, just to tell you a little bit about Melissa, she is a wife, a mama, a counselor, blogger, and speaker. She does all the things she's fabulous um, she lives here in the dallas area with her hubby and two amazing kiddos and a rescue dog and you're about to get a new puppy tomorrow yep, new puppy tomorrow so that's exciting Very exciting love new puppies we just yeah. got a new puppy we have a new ollie and good luck so cute. i'm ready to lose sleep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just a little bit about melissa's background she's a licensed professional counselor here in the dallas area and when she isn't counseling or speaking or blogging at melissaclarkcounseling.com, you can find her sifting through clearance racks or pursuing an online deal and looking for her next travel destination. Have, my list is long right now. <laughs> I'm like ready. I can imagine after yeah. this crazy season. Yeah, everyone's. Yeah. yeah, I know we're definitely ready to travel. I've
0: not been on a plane in a long time.
1: Oh no.
2: Yeah. I know. need to
0: travel. So grateful to have you here. Great mm-hmm. background. But tell us more about you. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got to this place in life.
2: Um, such a good question. I would say I really developed a passion for people at a very young age. My grandmother was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was back, you know, decades ago before we really knew about mental health. And so I really think she had bipolar type 2. Mm. And I had a moment in my life where she started yelling at me. Mm -hmm. And it was my one time to ever meet her. I never met her except for that one time. Mm. And when I learned that she had mental illness, there was something that kind of clicked in my brain and a seed was planted in my heart that said Mm. something to the effect of like, you are here to help people like yeah. her. Wow. And so I call that an activating moment. Mm-hmm. And so I just developed a passion for people. Mm-hmm. I like to joke, this is it. This is all I can do. Like <laughs> out of the personality inventories, yeah. the, the, the professional test, this is it for me. Yeah. Um, and so I just developed a heart for people. And I knew at a very early age that I wanted to be a counselor. Mm-hmm. At age 15, I had the idea to start writing a book. Wow. wow. What kind of book you may ask? Mm-hmm. A parenting book. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is hilarious. So That's I just love like birth order and yeah. learning about personalities even before the Enneagram. And so yeah. really from a very early age, I've had a straight path towards helping people. And I tell my clients all the time, it's such an honor to get to work with them and hear their mm-hmm. stories and journey with them. So awesome. I just look at it like I'm a part of their part of their life and yeah. a part of their yeah. journey for however long I get to be. And it's such a joy. Yeah. It was so good.
0: Well, and you and I had a great opportunity, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, Melissa and I actually did an Instagram Live a mm-hmm. uh, couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and really diving into the topics of anxiety and depression. And, and for those, when, when I say the words, and if you're listening to it and you're like, that may be me or that is me... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I wanna say right from the start is, you know, this is something that is more common than people think.
2: Mm-hmm. Up to 80% of people right now are struggling. And because of COVID, the numbers yeah. are like only going up. And so you can struggle with anxiety and depression without being clinically diagnosed. Absolutely. So there's a huge difference, but the numbers are really going up.
0: Yeah. Wow. And, and it could be on a mild scale, a moderate scale, mm-hmm. or, or a, a much, much higher scale. But one thing we want to do is start shedding some light on it totally. and just talk about it, having an open conversation. There's nothing um, you know, inherently wrong with, you know if this is happening, there's ways to improve. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is that those topics exactly. Mm-hmm. So Melissa, um, what are the most common signs of anxiety? Mm-hmm. And then maybe if you could answer the same question with depression. Totally. Yep.
2: So I love talking about anxiety. And I know that sounds so strange, but as a young kid, I started having anxiety probably around the age of like three. Mm -hmm. My earliest memories are filled with anxiety. I used to sleep with a bottle of Tums. Um, I know, weird, right? You're just learning, learning all the weird things about me. No, no. <laughs>
0: somebody out there, somebody somebody out there, out there heard there, that yeah, and was yeah. like, I did yeah. that too.
2: Yeah, I did so that. So weird. Yeah. Um, but I was just always afraid. I was afraid of like dying. I was afraid of my parents dying. I was afraid of you know being broken into. And I just really had a spirit of fear. Mm. And I would listen to tapes back when we had tapes. Mm. That mm-hmm. shows how old I am. And I would listen to Proverbs and Psalms on tapes. Like it was Mm -hmm. just constantly like my parents trying to help me, you know, like, um, and as this progressed with me, um, through a teenager for me, that clicked to depression. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the way it happens with a lot of us is that Mm -hmm. it starts off with anxiety and anxiety looks like several different things. It looks like feelings of restlessness, Mm -hmm. irritability. Mm -hmm. And we don't really realize that, but with both depression and anxiety, there's irritability. Mm -hmm. So especially with teens, Um, uh, so irritability, uh, uncontrollable amounts of worry, anxiety sounds like what if, what if I lose my marriage? Mm. What if the economy fails? Mm -hmm. What if I get sick? So Mm -hmm. there are always fears of the future. So anxiety is always about the future and it's always about a worry that I can't control. So say I text Mm -hmm. my husband back when he was driving to work, um, which was many moons Mm -hmm. ago and he wouldn't text me back. And I'm like, oh, he's just in a meeting. He's just in a meeting. But then I text him again, no answer, when he would typically answer me right back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then an hour goes by, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm a widow. <laughs> I'm going to have to call my kids and tell them, Daddy's not coming home. Yeah. That's anxiety. It's an yeah. uncontrollable, even if I know in my head, he just got caught up in a meeting.
1: Mm-hmm. He's going to
2: call me back when he can. Yeah. That, that's anxiety. You can't control it. The flip side of that is depression. Mm-hmm. Two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Anxiety and depression are two sides of the same coin. Depression is going to look like a lack of motivation, a feeling of low, of, of lack of uh, self-esteem, mm-hmm. um, crying often, mm-hmm. uh, weight gain, weight loss, eating too much, eating too little, sleeping yeah. too much, sleeping too little. So not always, but very often, what happens is you stay anxious for so long that it turns to depression. Yeah. And mm. so when you... So the anxiety sits for too long and it turns to depression. Sometimes there's people because of biology that it's just depression. And biology mm-hmm. is a very real thing. And chemicals are a very real thing. And yeah. so that's why, you know, sometimes we have to take medicine and go to the doctor. Yeah. But anxiety and depression are two sides of the same coin. And it definitely is a emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual experience. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: and, and along with those symptoms, there's time frames, mm-hmm, you Totally. Know? Um, so whether that's you know I, I think is it two weeks is that about the right time frame in terms mm-hmm. of saying hey if I'm experiencing these symptoms for this extended amount exactly. of time mm-hmm. then it's time to um, talk to somebody mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so and I know we talked about this in our Instagram parents if you're in those situations where you're seeing teenagers that are experiencing these times are these symptoms for you know two extended weeks it's time to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the topics that I wanted to dive into is how this affects marriage. Totally. So um, the first thing is, is let's say you're that person. You're, you're that person who is anxious to a clinical level or depressed mm-hmm. for an extended amount of time. And um, you need to tell your spouse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's not as easy as people may think Mm-mm. because, you know, first of all, your spouse may have you know, stressors or anxiety or issues. And so you're coming with them with an overpowering, this mm-hmm. is really wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same as saying, hey, I'm diagnosed with, yeah. you know, cancer mm-hmm. or I'm diagnosed with this because that's a very tangible resulted test. Mm-hmm. So, how do you approach your spouse if you feel like there's a problem?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that that's such a good question. It really depends on what kind of marriage you have. Hopefully you have a marriage built built on trust where you can come and say like, hey, I'm struggling. Let's sit down and let's go over the symptoms together. Or Mm -hmm. I'm struggling. Do you mind sitting with me whenever I I call the doctor because I think I need to make an appointment? Mm -hmm. And so it's so hard because even if the person who has the flu or has a disease, they still have to be the one to take the reins Mm -hmm. to get help. Mm -hmm. And so the couples I've worked with, you know, they are so grateful when their spouse comes to them and says, I'm struggling. And they're like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. This
2: isn't really a mystery to me. I've seen you losing sleep or I've seen you kind of get caught up in these thought spirals. And so hopefully if you're in a healthy marriage and your spouse is going to be so happy that you've come to them and how can we work together? Because, you know, that's the kind of the irony of marriage is two shall become one. So your spouse's Mm -hmm. problems that, that my spouse's problems are my problems and vice versa. And that's the beauty and hardship of marriage, Mm -hmm. but we are in this together. And so if your spouse comes to you saying, I'm struggling, we're going to pray together. We're going to get help and we're going to get through this and we can totally get through this. I struggle with, I've struggled with clinical anxiety and clinical depression in my life. And Just because you have it in one time doesn't mean you have to have it forever. Mm -hmm. And so there is hope, there is recovery. And thankfully we live in a day and time where there's so much good quality help Mm -hmm. that's available for us, both through the word, through the Bible, you know, and through medicine. So we have this like perfect blend, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. to get help. And so I would just say to be honest, but don't put that on your spouse because they cannot fix you. Mm Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. cannot get you through it. Like that's for you to ask for help and then for you guys to work together and getting that help together. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. And then there's also different types of
1: anxiety. So there's acute, there's chronic. Generalized. Yes. Mm-hmm. Situ- even just situational. Mm-hmm. And so I think. social. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. one of the things that we hear or we get a lot of questions, you know, People, that people reach out to us is about a lot of it is it's during that trans transitional change from one parent to the other parent's house and the children mm-hmm. are getting anxious, mm-hmm. you know, or, or if it's a situation where mom and dad, you know, are high conflict with one another and they're both showing up to the sports event and the mm-hmm. child is getting, you know, it's, it's a situation where there where it's a lot of anxiety. Um, what are, what are just some, some, what's some practical advice Mal, so that you could just give our parents mm-hmm. that are listening, that, mm-hmm. that they know that their child is dealing with that because it's, it's so common in blended families. What is some encouragement or advice you could give for them for mm-hmm. a child that might be dealing mm-hmm. with that?
2: Well, I would first say just to talk to your child about how much you love them, mm-hmm. about how this is between mom and dad, And you're being affected and that's really hard. Um, But I am here for you and I'm here to support you. So you talk to me about how you're feeling. What can I do? What's one thing that I can do to help you through today? Mm -hmm. Just bring it down really super simple. What's one thing that I can do to make your life a little bit easier today? Well, this is really stressing me out. That makes so much sense. You know, a lot of our problems are not solvable but understanding is always available. And so just Mm -hmm. by validating your child and saying like, I get it. Like, this is really hard. I'm so sorry. And validating their emotion, validating their experience. It really does help to help the child to be seen. And so much of this with two parents, they, they don't either, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be a con, you know, they don't want to be another problem or um, they feel like, you know, there's just so many different emotions going on for them. But saying like, I see you, I see your emotion and that makes sense to me. What, what can we do about it? And, mm-hmm. and empowering them mm-hmm. in a situation where they may feel very powerless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So good.
0: Well, and, you know, we talk about different types of anxiety and different types of fears. And obviously in blended families um, that exist. But I also think as, you know, as we, we look at it from an adult perspective, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as, mm-hmm. as we've gotten older, it's amazing to me the, uh, the level of irrational fear. Yeah. that enters my mind, even, oh, even me. Yes. Uh, and I, you know, we've talked about this before yeah. in our podcast, you know, uh, having kids and this, this, this almost overpowering fear of protection. Mm. And, um, I know with me, it, it's very, it's a very spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Um, totally and, and I can be, I, I've talked about this before, like in, when I'm, you know, uh, about to go to sleep or, and I'm having these thoughts and thoughts and thoughts, I literally have to say, almost audibly Shut like, up, Satan! like, like Satan, you do not have control yeah. of my mind. Yeah. You do not have control of my thoughts. Those belong to Jesus and I'm going to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's, and it's amazing to me that works. Mm-hmm. That works every time I do it and my mind instantly eases mm-hmm. and I can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of different types of anxiety. Um, that was how I reduced my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know there's other ways. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what are the ways that you would reduce anxiety or reduce depression outside of uh, medication? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, um, Scott, I have have so many. (laughs) I, and then whenever I light up when my clients are like, well, I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm like, oh, okay, like this, we can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So the very first thing you can do is just to admit that you're struggling. And you may be surprised to know by admitting, I am dealing with anxiety, I am dealing with depression. You aren't admitting defeat. And it can sometimes feel like, oh, if I, if, I, if I say that, then I'm claiming that. No, you can say, I ha- I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling whatever way. It's really cool the way God designed our brains. He is such a miraculous creator. Mm. And there's this part in our brain called the amygdala. You don't have to be a neuroscientist to get some, some of these concepts down. So the amygdala is responsible for emotion. And when you tell yourself, I am feeling anxious right now because I am worried about X, Y, and Z, and that makes sense to me because of A, B, and C, it helps to calm down your brain. So that's the very first thing I do whenever I'm talking with my clients, even with myself, is to identify what am I feeling and why am I feeling that way? Because so many Mm -hmm. times we don't really realize what's triggering us. And when you identify, almost think about like a drop-down menu, like a click. Like, I am feeling I know personally, I feel these are things I'm typically to be anxious about. This is typically to be my triggers and this is why I'm feeling that way. So if you can kind of carve that out for yourself, it really only takes about five seconds. And as you identify your emotion, as you, if you can vocally say it, that's amazing. But even internally, it begins to offer relief to your brain. And here's the thing. It's not going to be a permanent relief. You have to keep doing it because Mm. what you what what, what's the saying? What you wired, what fires together, wires together. Mm. So the more you think about these things, the deeper that pathway becomes. And Mm. if you have this new baby pathway, it's not as strong. So this one's, this one's stronger over here. The fear is stronger because you've been ruminating on those thoughts Mm -hmm. or intrusive thoughts. Those would be intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are deeper thoughts and these are little baby thoughts. And so it's going to take a minute to get those kind of piled up. And so that's where, you know, you mentioned, what do we do with our spouse? So my husband knows whenever I'm having an anxiety episode to, these are the things that have typically worked for me. Mm. So he'll be like, have you done this? Have you done that? And then I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause it's always like a new, mm-hmm. ex- Oh yeah. <laughs> um, cause there, it's a fog that can kind of roll in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so identifying is a, is a huge thing. The next thing after you identify is, is doing some very basic self care, doing some deep breathing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: sleeping, yeah. eliminating caffeine and alcohol. Um, going for walks, just some really basic things. Yeah. Most of my clients that I work with, and of course, I can't make any guarantees. I'm making no promises. Every story is different. But most of my clients pretty quickly go from like a scale of an eight of an anxiety, um, from one to 10, mm-hmm. down to about a four or five. Yeah. Once we get to that place, you're more regulated, then you can bring in some other coping skills like reading the Bible. The Bible is amazing. Yeah. But if you're in a fight or flight mode, it's gonna be really hard for you to, for your spirit to receive that. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I love doing breathing techniques, body posturing mm. techniques. Um, and this is all because of the way God designed our bodies. And so it really right. aligns with his design for us and how we have been designed to operate out of a, out of a spirit of love and truth and not fear. That's good, yeah. mm-hmm. man, that's so good. When you were reading
1: that, Melissa, I I was thinking of Philippians, it's four, it's uh, four, six through seven, and it's be anxious for nothing, Mm -hmm. but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just, just like you were saying, just going to God and just being like, I'm laying this at the feet of Jesus, but God, thank you for your peace because he yeah. is peace, you know. Totally. Um, yeah. And yeah. just um, and just declaring that, like you said, just repeating it over and over. We learned, you know, something in class and it's it's when we're talking about like declar- declarations and speaking positive words over yourself, the more and more we do that, the more and more, it's almost like we believe that. But if we were constantly hearing the negative or thinking the negative, it's just going to it's just going to spiral down and get worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's one of the benefits of counseling is you have somebody yeah. that says, "Like, I'm hearing you say you're worried about this, this, and this because yeah. of that, that, and that." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. so." Yeah. And so. Yeah, I love that scripture so much. I think Philippians 4, we're not supposed to have like recipes for living from the Bible, but that chapter is mm-hmm. like a very good mm-hmm. flow, if you will. Yeah. And I like the translation that says in prayer and petition, because mm-hmm. I imagine like those old timey scrolls mm-hmm. that go out the yeah. door where you're like, I'm worried about this and <laughs> I'm worried about this. And God has all the attention in the world for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you can so. tell him every fear that you have and he will never get tired of it. He's not overwhelmed by it. And that's why you have crazy peace is because your circumstance may not have changed, but in giving it to him and praying through it, you've helped to calm down your brain and you've acknowledged what's going on. And I feel like that's such an important process, not just to throw it at God and say, God, I'm stressed. Help me feel better. Right. That's probably not, that's not prayer and petition. You're not telling him everything. So it really is. um, and, And some of my worst anxiety moments, what I have done is I've taken, um, that verse and, uh, second Peter five, seven, some other verses. And what I did was I wrote down every single translation that I could find. Wow. It's kind of like Bambi where the guy says, if you can't (laughs) say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Mm. Well, if you can't think anything good, write down Bible verses. And so I would just write down every single, um, translation. And by the time I was done, I felt a lot better because a lot of anxiety, as you can tell, I'm a quick talker. I'm a quick Mm -hmm. thinker. My mind's always going. Mm -hmm. So our brains tend to kind of go, go, and go with anxiety. Depression is like the opposite of that. We tend to be slow, slow, and slow. We feel a lack of motivation, Mm -hmm. even though we know we should be doing things. And so we feel a lot of guilt because everyone says if we could just get up off the couch, we'll feel a lot better. If we could go do this, Mm -hmm. do that. And we just don't really have a lot of drive. And so with that one, I would say if you're you're feeling depressed, um, if you're feeling that lack of motivation, you don't really quite know what to do, um, I would say in those moments just to pick really, really teeny tiny goals. Mm. I'm going to get up today. I'm going to go put away that glass. And when I put away that glass, I'm going to pay attention to how that feels to have some little bit of accomplishment. Mm. I'm going to go out and walk for five minutes at really, really small goals And it's interesting, as we have bad habits, I'm a big proponent of habits. I love all the habits books. (laughs) I love habits because I'm a work smarter, not harder kind of person. Mm -hmm. You can program your brain to do things for you, which I love. Um, But oftentimes when we are in a depressed state, we watch a lot of TV. We watch a lot of YouTube. Mm. We're on our phones all the time. Mm. Um, We are really engaging. None of those things are bad. I'm on my phone. I watch YouTube. I watch Netflix. But... When you consume hours and hours and hours of content, Mm. um, it's not good for us. When your sleep schedule is off, when your eating schedule is off. And Mm. so really trying to get back to basics, like a healthy sleep routine is really one of the the things I do first with my clients. Mm -hmm. Because if you aren't sleeping well, if you're sleeping, if you're going to bed at, say, 6 Mm a.m., and I have clients tell me this, 6 a.m., and wake up at 3 p.m., you're not going to have a very effective day. Yeah. Just yeah. practically speaking. Yeah. And so just kind of doing some really basic actions. I'm all about the practical and then doing the heavy lifting um, as far as doing that deep emotional work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's good.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I think all of that is great information. Um, one of the things you said that I was like, oh, it's the caffeine thing.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Let me translate. Drink less coffee. <laughs> And I know that's going to be hard for a lot of people. Totally, but it's a huge proponent of yeah. the way our body's uh, internal chemistry is working uh, by the by the amount of caffeine that you're drinking. Um, so I
2: love it. Yeah, if you wanna know the nerdy science of why yeah. is because caffeine releases norepinephrine, which is responsible for the fight or flight response. Mm. So if you're pumping yourself full of something that's gonna make you jittery, yeah, then it's naturally going to um, make, make you more, more anxious. anxious. Same yeah. thing with alcohol, yeah. alcohol is a depressant. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make you feel lower. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna make you feel more sluggish. And so these are some very simple things that, um, I'm all about the simple because when you're struggling, you don't have time for anything fancy. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. good
0: absolutely
2: hey
1: friends we hope that this episode is blessing your socks off right now and we just want to take an opportunity to talk about partnering together if blended kingdom families has touched your marriage and touched your blended family in some way we'd love to partner with you
0: at Blended Kingdom Families, we're trying to reach as many blended families as possible, and we can do more with your support. So please take an opportunity to visit BlendedKingdomFamilies.com and click Partner. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Our ministry. So Melissa, if you could give any encouragement or advice in the audience to those who are dealing with anxiety or um, things that you just want to impart to them, or depression, what would you say to them?
2: I would say there's hope available and you are okay. All of us struggle and God is not caught off guard by this. Um, There's family that love you. Even if all of your family don't understand, I guarantee you there's at least one or two people in your world that also have struggled because this is so genetic. Um, And to really pray and ask God to connect you with people. It doesn't have to be a professional counselor. Maybe it's a mentor Maybe it's an author. There's been seasons of my life where I haven't been able to go to counseling. And so my author, people mm. that I read, they become aunts, uncles, grandparents. And whenever I mm. meet them, I feel like totally nerdy because I'm like, I know you, blah, blah, blah. You totally helped me. Yeah. And so it's all about making small choices because every small choice begets another small choice. And if you could even get this much growth, then there's room for even more growth. And so I would just say there's hope available I wish I could hold up, you know, like those weight loss commercials of the before and after. (laughs) I wish I could show you my before emotionally. I was anxious, depressed. I cut. I had suicidal thoughts. I drank. I had an eating disorder. I mean, basically everything in the books, I got it. Um, But all of that I've had victory from. It doesn't mean that I don't still have anxiety um, from time to time because I do. Mm. And that's the thing that's kind of clung on. And I think God has given that to me. Um, He didn't give it to me, but I think I still have it because it really creates a dependency on Him and good Mm -hmm. things. I look at it a bit like um, doing these healthy things or like taking insulin, like a diabetic has to take insulin. Mm -hmm. So this is my daily insulin that I need to stay healthy. And I look at it now as like a gift um, because I'm able to share it with you. I'm able to share it with other people. And so Mm -hmm. as you're open and honest the good things really can come from it because then you're able to give it to somebody else because I can guarantee you that there's somebody in your world that needs you, whether it be your family, your kids, um, your neighbor.
0: Absolutely. Mm
2: -hmm. So good. Well, the last
1: question, and we ask this to all of our guests, Melissa, who Mm come on the show, Um, Blended Kingdom Families, name of
2: our ministry. What does a Blended Kingdom family mean to you? What does that represent? I think a Blended Kingdom family is all about kingdom. It's all about doing kingdom work together. It's about redemption. It's about creativity. It's about hard work because blending a family is hard work. It's about perseverance. And so I just think of the word kingdom and godliness and doing things together for his glory and good. That's
0: good. I love awesome. That. Love that. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Melissa Clark, it's your words of wisdom are great.
1: Yeah. And so uh, we have
0: loved having here. you. Yeah. yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.
1: Be blessed in all that you do, guys. Bye. Hey, BKF community, we want to hear from you guys. If you would take the time to leave us a review, and you can find us on all social media platforms. Our podcast is, like, on every podcast platform. And you can visit us at our website at www.blendedkingdomfamilies.com.
0: Yeah, guys, we're trying to reach every blended family all over the world, and we can't do this without your partnership. So please take a minute, like, share, comment, review, tell your friends. Tell them they can all go to blendedkingdomfamilies.com for great resources.